What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming queens horror podcast. What do you want? Screaming queens horror podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch! It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! The devil wins sometimes. What's that like to live deliciously? They're here. They're all gonna laugh at you! To a new world of gods and monsters. Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the queer eye view. My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Martin Fennessy. I'm Jonathan Butler. I'm Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore is the knowledge giver tonight. That's, <laughs> what, that's how he just describes himself. The drunken scholar. The drunken scholar. <laughs> um, we, we've been away. We haven't been online for about three weeks because I keep getting too busy to do stuff. Keep so going on holiday. I keep going on holiday and working and things like that. Um, so we were supposed to put our House of Wax episodes up this week, um, but I actually only finished editing it, editing it today. It takes a surprising amount of time to find Paris Hilton songs that you can rip from YouTube because mm-hmm. they've now all been protected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She's very protective of her music. Everybody's <laughs> trying to steal it. Protective of her oeuvre. Of her oeuvre. <laughs> in fairness, she has had videos stolen from her in the past. She wouldn't be she wouldn't be famous if that never happened. Well, so no, you she know. Have my so um so yeah, it's taken me a while to, to get the correct Paris Hilton. Um, tracks for that podcast so finally it's all together and ready to go but we thought this week because the film we're talking about tonight has just come out and it's causing a bit of a sensation in the horror loving community we thought we'd, we'd better take give it a priority watch tonight we are going to be talking about Ari Aster's new movie Midsummer. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden no you said it would be cool to go yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. On. Believable. Welcome and happy midsummer. School. What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. <laughs> How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. <sighs> what am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. So from A24, the people who gave us much, lots of yeah, elevated horror that we love, called yeah, like it, it Follows and The Witch, yeah, the um, It Comes at Night, mm-hmm. other things like that. It is a pretty good roster of films. It is, no it is. Um, Did they do Mandy? Did they release Mandy? In the no, I, no. I don't think so. Or distribute it at least. I don't know. Talking shit. Right. Jonathan's talking shit, ignore him. Ignore <laughs> everything he says on this episode of the podcast. Um, you were not the knowledge giver. No, <laughs> <laughs> your place, Jonathan. Um, and also they released Hereditary, which was Ari Aster's first film, which we discussed way back when. You can go back through our list and, and have a look at, have a listen to our opinions on that film, which were very mixed at the time. Um, so he is now back with his second feature film release, Midsommar. And what we thought we'd do is we'd uh, spend 10-15 minutes talking about our thoughts about the film completely spoiler-free so you can enjoy the podcast with, without seeing the film. And then after we, after the, say, 10-15 minutes, you'll hear the spoiler klaxon. Wow. Which, exactly. And then That's we it, will just go... Just play that clip, please. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we need to use the spoiler klaxon, it'll just be... Wow. <laughs> beautiful thing. Um... And then after that, we'll go all in um, with the spoilers and stuff. Danny and Christian, Danny a girl, Christian a boy, are a young couple seemingly on the verge of a breakup. She's a bit needy, he's a bit of a selfish twat, and while she's worried sick about her bipolar sister, Christian is more concerned with taking off on holiday with his fellow anthropology students, Josh, Mark and Pele. Pele is pivotal because it's him leading the trip. He grew up on a commune in rural Sweden and wants to take the boys back to meet his, quotation marks, family, mm. um, during their annual midsummer celebration. Not only will it help anthropology student Josh, who's studying summer festival rituals across the world, but it will also supply the lads with no end of Swedish fanny. However, tragedy strikes, leaving Danny grieving, and Christian is forced to give her a pity invite to come along with him and the boys to Sweden. Shock horror. She accepts. And before they know it, the boys have been yokoed, with Danny joining them as they arrive <laughs> in the middle of nowhere for the week-long ritual that will change and possibly end their lives. Dun, dun, dun. That's quite a good synopsis. I mean, we can get... How spoilery can you get? Everybody knows where this film is going. Yeah. Sweden. 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 Yeah, it goes to Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. Um, initial thoughts and reactions. Um, Stephen, you've seen it twice. So, first time round, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. I think it's beautiful. Like, stunning in the way it's shot and everything is great. I found it a bit self-indulgent, a bit up its own ass. On my first watch, that's what I kind of came with. like, it is beautiful. Was it a bit over the top, a bit too long, a bit too self-indulgent? Probably. Second watch, 
I didn't find it self-indulgent. I found it funny and more enjoyable. I didn't think it was a film that garnered two watches, but I thought I'd do it anyway for the podcast. Mm. But I actually think that on the second watch, it lost a lot of its nastiness and it was just fun. But can, can you actually just you know missing out a vital kit a vital factor of the second watch? I was drunk. <laughs> and, I, and I still am. <laughs> Marty? I liked it. It was a good watch. It was confusing, weird, gruesome. At times a bit too ponderous. Mm. But then also but then at other times sort of quite compelling as well. Mr. Butler? Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it on the first watch. I did kind of feel it was a little bit ponderous and self-indulgent, self-indulgent but I don't mind that. I, I, I respect it when a director does that. This was this was a director with a voice doing what he wanted to do. You know, you can mm. see the studio hadn't mm. meddled and got involved. And it's like, oh, you know, we're getting a bit short and we need this and we need that. It was He's obviously done quite well with Hereditary, so they've given the money and said, you know, do what you want. Um reminds me of Kubrick a little bit in that way. I'm not saying he's the next Kubrick or not like that before anyone. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 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 That's the sound bite of the episode. Harry Aston is the next Kubrick, Jonathan Butler. But I think it's good to see director with a vision doing what he wants. You know, yeah. there's, there's directors like that out there, but they don't really tend to make mainstream films, and this is kind of almost a mainstream film. So you know, yeah, I, I think it's the good. Film is mainstream. I feel like. He's got a bit of mainstream success, so therefore the film yeah. then went mainstream. If he'd released this first, he'd probably have been dead in the water. Drachem. I feel like Heredity was like just dipping his little toes in the pond, mm. just having a little splash about, just, and then just trying to make fun of him on Timothy Three. Yeah, and it, like because <laughs> the first three quarters of that film is your standard horror film with a bit more mm. of you know head chopping shock. And then the end is weird. What is this? It's like, oh, we're just going to be weird from the beginning. Well, that, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I'm saying. It, it's weird and it doesn't apologise for being weird. It just is. Yeah. That, and I like that. You don't, I don't, you don't think, get that enough. I don't think you could have had this no. without Hereditary first. I don't think you would have had the budget or the time or the lack of yeah. control so that, from that's it. Yeah. I, th- 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 this is a better made film than Hereditary, I think. I'd say it yeah. looks good. It's well acted apart from I think the main Christian I don't think is that strong but I think everyone else Fonz Pugh makes up for it and Will Poulter is it I, yeah. I really like Will him Will Poulter I, the, the one I with love the funny eyebrows yeah, yeah but he's got a great face they they drag it up whereas I think the guy who plays Christian I don't know his name who drags up who they drag it up oh Fonz <laughs> Pugh <laughs> she does drag up she does drag up so my my, res- my my initial reaction after when it finished was I, I was I had a big smile on my face. Mm. Uh, I think I was a bit relieved because I thought Hereditary got me hopes up, and then when I went and saw it, I was underwhelmed. And then I watched it a second time and liked it more, but still didn't really get what the hype was about. Whereas with this one, I I was quite pleased with myself because I managed to avoid all the hype. Mm. I'd seen one trailer, and then all the other trailers I avoided. Mm. All of the other. Um, declarations that it was genius and all this sort of stuff I avoided all that um, so I went in there a little bit blind and even though it was um, predictable from the get go there was a joy to that Yeah, yeah. there was a familiarity to it so it's one of those films where you think oh I know where this is going and then even though it doesn't exactly pull the rug from under your feet you enjoy watching that 
that story unfold. Yeah. And there's enough there's enough shocks along the way in terms mm. of what you see on screen yeah. enough graphic stuff along the way that that does throw you and you you are genuinely horrified by it i think it's 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 almost vital to go and see this film having been exposed to as little of it or anything that's written about it as possible in fact stop fucking listening to us <laughs> yeah go away and then watch the definitely film. don't watch the trailer i didn't see the trailer yeah um, the only thing I saw was two posters one that looked like a Glastonbury poster which I thought was genius um, <laughs> oh yeah it's like a festival poster line up poster in retrospect that does spoil quite a bit <laughs> yeah I didn't read it I haven't seen I that poster it. Yeah. I literally I was in the cinema about to watch it and my friend showed me it yeah. so I didn't get to read it all but I got the idea it was going for I think, it was, I think it was a UK thing if you look on the A24-7 UK site yeah. it's on there it's advertised like it's a summer festival like ah, it's that's cool. or something. Oh, like and it that. was but, the week after Glastonbury but, but all the band names are like things from there yeah, ah. yeah. Um, so that's the only two things that I saw but then probably my, when we actually get into the film my two favourite shots in the entire film are in the trailer okay which kind of and that does ha- that happens a lot with horror movies too, and it's it? not even like they're not even major scenes so it's not like it's spoiler effect mm-hmm. those yeah. scenes but they just I just think they're really good shots yeah. and I think I'm glad I never saw it first I've heard quite a few people say it's not a horror movie I I would if someone wanted to say that I would struggle to disagree with them I don't I think it's a, it's a breakup film it's a film about grief disguised it's a film about a breakup disguised it's a horror film it has the trappings of the Wicker Man, essentially. I think it's elevated horror. It's uh, definitely elevated. <laughs> definitely elevated horror. Or, or as I, as I think Ariesta actually said, the fella who did um, us referred to it as ascension horror. Oh, of course, it is a horror film to me. At the end of the day, everything is there to make it a horror film. It's just not scary, but it doesn't try to be scary but does that make it not a horror film I think it is a horror film I think I I think you know know, when you talk about things like Don't Look Now Mm -hmm. which we haven't gone we need to to do that don't we Don't Look Now the only what you would class as identifiable horror real horror only happens in the last five minutes of the whole film the rest of the film is about grief Mm -hmm. but that scene is a classic horror film and I think I think this is a horror film because there's so much that first 15 minutes, oh the, God, the yeah. thing that happens in the first yeah, 15 yeah. minutes of this film was horrifying. Yeah. I was horrified by it. And then there was a half an hour to 45 minutes after that of dread, waiting for something horrible to happen. And then a very, very horrible thing happens with incredible gore. And then you're waiting for the next attack throughout the film until yeah. in the end, it's full on Wickerman ending horror. Yeah. 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 So for me, I think it is a horror film. Yeah, I think when I say it's, it's not scary. I mean, it's not like stereotypical jump out scary. There's mm. none of that. Whereas Hereditary did have a little bit of jump out scary yeah. towards the end. This didn't have that, but that doesn't make it not a horror film. It just means it's a different type of horror film. What do you think? I think it is a horror film, though it isn't scary. It is horrific. And it's horrific, isn't it? <laughs> that by definition, is a horror film. Yeah. But I can see why people might err on the side of saying, no, oh, it's not. But I think it's it's... It's a moot point, really, because we've had this discussion in a previous mm-hmm. episode of what makes a horror, what makes a thriller. Yeah, yeah. Um, the filmmaker himself says it's a horror. Yeah, well, that's, that's his oh, intentions. Right, yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he's also said he doesn't much make another horror 
Oh, he's not going to make another horror for a long, long time. Yeah. He wants to make other films. I think he wants to make a musical next. Oh, I'm (laughs) (laughs) Stephen just sat up straight. Who knows what we're going to get from him? Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting film. He's very skilled. The presentation of the film Mm. is very skilled as opposed to Yeah, Yeah, I think this is a a much better crafted film, I think, Mm. than Hereditary. It definitely is. I I would definitely say go and see it if you're a horror fan, if you're a fan of folk horror. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely folk horror. If you're a fan of The Wicker Man, go and see it. If you're a fan of Girl Frap, Seventh Tree. Seventh Tree? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Also, I I really liked it. This is a spoiler, but not really. The song they use at the end, the sun ain't gonna shine yeah, anymore. I love that song. I love that, but it made me think of the share version, yeah. <laughs> which I will probably use on this. Podcast. <laughs> um, it's with a queer eye view. It so, was a queer yeah. eye view. Um, for a queer audience, there's a lot to enjoy. Yeah, it's quite a bit to enjoy. We'll go into the spoilers of this later. Yeah, a couple of inches to enjoy. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's visual things to enjoy. There are some themes to enjoy yeah. as well about creating your own family. Yeah. Being an outsider and finding somewhere where you belong. Mm-hmm. And that not, not necessarily being the most um, functional <laughs> place <laughs> to belong. Um, leaving the mainstream and going a little bit off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those themes are there to enjoy as well. Um, Overall, can I just say that I was completely on the side of the cult? Yeah. And I'm completely, I will sign up next mm. year's day. Yeah. To be a May Queen. I was conflicted, but I will say, which we'll go into in more detail, I will say the ending left me in the same way that the ending of The Witch left me. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where you wonder, I, I think it's a bit of a happy ending. <laughs> it was a bit like, I didn't come away from it thinking, oh, poor hair. I came away from thinking, oh, she's, you know, she's found a place. <laughs> no, I didn't come away thinking, poor hair. I actually did feel sorry for somebody else. Okay. I found myself becoming more sympathetic, feeling more sympathy for him. Yeah. Um, mm. but, I just, but I I didn't feel sorry for her, and I thought it completely... I think you're supposed to... You're supposed to feel for her, aren't you? It's, it's about her film, it's her journey. So yeah. I think the, yeah. the, the final shot, I think you're supposed to feel that along with her. Yeah. That's for me. That's what I got. Yeah. I'm fine with it if that's what he wants. And it, that's what, that, that did it for me. Like, yeah. it, it did work because I did feel that way for it, I think. Yeah. If someone said anything. Yeah. Just I think one if it thing... ended not in that way and in like the complete opposite way, I don't think the film would have ended nicely. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt. Mm. At the end, I would have felt a bit more uncomfortable by the ending. Where does it think I ended in a nice way? That was like. Okay, here comes the spoiler claxon. Ah! It's a demented sheep. I don't know how to do a good sheep. <laughs> Me! Oh my god, that's really good. It's for oh. a vegan as well. Oh. I am one with the animals. <laughs> so, how did you react when her um, sister killed herself and her mother and father? I was pretty dark, I'll be honest. <laughs> so impressed. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awful. It's completely awful, isn't it? And I was surprised that it was so dark so quickly. Yeah. And and that you were almost duped into it as well. Because, I mean, I know there's a shot, isn't there? You, there's a shot when she's ringing her parents and she's get, getting the answer machine. Mm. And they're in bed. Yeah. And they're very, very still. Mm. And I 
And I wasn't sure, and I was speaking to my friend, went, they turned. Mm. He's like, oh, I don't know, oh, God, all day, all day, all day, what's happened? The... And I, I wasn't sure, but that almost made it more horrific when mm. it was all confirmed. And then the but... just the lengths that had gone to for them to be killed <laughs> and to kill herself was just, how much tubing can one person get? Yeah, that, that was, I thought for me, that was, it's like the actual, just the, the effort and work and stuff that's gone into that is that was what was dark. It was like you've this person really wanted to die if they've done they've gone that much effort yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like the way the the two cars basically they've gassed themselves, haven't they? Yeah. So they've got hoses from the car exhaust and pumped it up through the house. Yeah. But she's put a mask on and mm. the mask it pumps it straight into her face. Yeah. yeah. But just and it's stuck and that's so much. Duck taped to her own face, face. isn't it? And, and then she's pumped it she's put a tube just, into the parents' bedroom. Yeah. And duct tape sealed the whole yeah. the whole room. And the amount of duct tape that she's put on herself, like she must yeah. have already been dying while she's still duct taping yeah. that to yeah. herself yeah. because there's loads on there. However, they are alive during the opening scene. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought they were dead as well because I was watching it thinking mm. the same as you thinking. But they were grand. Are they already yeah. dead? Because they, they sit a little bit too still. The mouth's a little bit open and they look like they're dead. But I think they must be dying because on this watch you can quite. You can, you can see, see the chest, the chest right. uh, rising, so they're dying. and it's quite—it's not a mistake. It's quite obviously visible. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were dying. Because the letter doesn't, the, the, doesn't, she gets a text off her sister, doesn't she? Basically saying, "I'm leaving, and they're coming with me." Mum and dad are or something, yeah. And I think, but that's the thing. Then, but do they agree to it, or does she just murder them? I don't know. I think she murders them. I think she's completely off her head. It's just so grim, isn't it? And you, and then you see. She's e- Florence Pugh is emailing her and texting her. Yeah. Well, she's messaging her on Facebook essentially, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. Trying to get a response and not getting anywhere. And you just see that clip of the the, the sister's laptop screen with four oh, messages yeah, from. Messages. And you, it, that oh. somehow makes it even worse. Yes. Um, and you know, the, like the last one was like a bitchy one about her just like yeah. leading her on and faking something. Yeah. And, you know, like how guilty are you going to feel about mm-hmm. sending that message? She's she li- really done something. And, but she doesn't know, she hasn't read them, but you would have that guilt not knowing. Yeah. You would never know. I kind of say that this, I found it worse that the second time than what I found. Like the first time, I think I was just so shocked by like what I was actually seeing and the effort that I'd gone to. The second time, I started like near crying before the reveal had happened because I knew what was coming and Ooh. I knew when she got that call what that call was going to be yeah. saying to her and it like took me right away before I saw it I like when a, when a horror film has that sort of emotional kick in the stomach as well uh, it's good when they do that and it's quite it's quite an achievement to do that in the first 10-15 minutes when you don't really know the characters that well as well so it's, yeah. quite an, it's quite an achievement it's also a great mission statement for the rest of the film that that happens and mm-hmm. then the titles come up it's yeah. like saying You've got no, you know, you think this is bad. Wait till you see what's still to yeah. come. And actually, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna give it any critique, I'd say that nothing that comes after it is quite as horrible as that. No, absolutely. But no. it, it, but it doesn't lose. It doesn't lose anything. No, from that, does it? Yeah, you're right. Um, and I, I don't know. You have an almost. I, I can't remember Florence Pugh's character's Danny. name. Oh. Danny. You have. A, I have an almost sympathy for her. Right at the, right. At that moment, like you should do, but the build up in terms of her then being on the edge of a breakup and her being quite 
needy mm. and aware of the breakup. And a, yeah, and aware of the breakup. I was thinking, God, but it, it was it was done really well because I think, well, actually, you would be hugely needy based mm. with what she was facing. because yeah. in the build up to that, yeah, build up to those deaths, you would be completely needy because the yeah. chaos and the 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 instability of your life at that point mm. with the people who are closest to you yeah. being so crazy would make you that um, needy but it was done so well in terms of people just being so unfeeling because people are because they never have quite the insight of they what don't. you're going through it's true so they yeah. can't possibly not be irritated by you being needy yeah I mean the, <laughs> the thing the, the, the issue I had for the first of the first half of the film I suppose with the characters was um, I don't think I don't think any of them were particularly sympathetic yeah she what obviously a terrible terrible thing happened to her. Mm. Before that happened, she she was annoying me, and then he was annoying me for being annoyed by her. Yeah, and then his mates were annoying me because they were all just cunts. Yeah, mm. they were all just horrible lads, weren't they? Well, that I think that's that for me. This is what the point of the film is. It's yeah, showing this kind of toxic masculinity. Mm. You know, I can't believe I said that word, but you know, that's what that's what it's trying to show and yeah. how this leads people to just be uncaring yeah. and unfeeling. And I think that at the end of the film that's what her triumph is basically is that she's overcome it. Mm. I think it's that awful. I think that is the the point of the film. It's awful, isn't it? Because the the, the other phrase of of the modern era that came to my mind when I was watching that part of that film was gaslighting. Mm. Yeah. About how she was yeah. constantly being ga- gaslighted Could around be whether she was being broken up with or, mm. or not. Yeah. And, and I always felt like that was the cult and everything that comes through it. Everybody's always being, being gaslighted all the way through this film mm. until it, they're, too, they're immersed too deep yeah, yeah. to get out of it. Those first 10, 30 minutes tell you pretty much everything you need to know about every one of those characters, which is really well-crafted. So, because you've just seen it, haven't you? I was going to ask... You know, the very first shot of the film, it's like four panels, isn't it? Four different panels. Yeah. And I'm sure the very first one is like, it's like, it looks like death. It looks like something representing death with loads of like tubes, hoses coming from it. It's like red tubes with blood. And the, I and remember looking at it, but I didn't recognise anything There's like the four panels. Time. The fourth one along. And it opens up like a storybook. Yeah, it opens up. So the fourth one along looks like the maypole dance. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if this... This actual panel is showing you like four scenes. It's from the, the only film. bit that's uh, night yeah. as well, because that yeah. one's in the um, the dark, which yeah. is that is like the only scene in the entire film that's nighttime as well. Yeah. I need to try and find a screenshot, but I'm sure the first one. It might have been. It looks like a skeleton with like red hoses yeah. and blood. Yeah. I wonder if that's it is. A, it's a skeleton in the moon yeah. on the top, but I don't remember. I'm sure there's like hoses. tubes or something yeah. from it. So I'm just wondering if I that's like you. that's to do with the suicide. One thing I did notice about the opening was doesn't it start with a shot of the city and then. A shot of the streets and then a shot of the house. Yeah, you get to like hereditary. Yeah, I like that. There's a bit um, after the shocking bit happens where it goes. You see the snow outside again because you start yeah, with the, the snow, snow and then the snow is like falling that heavy. Then it kind of looks like static on the television. I think there's a bit of viewership. There's like a couple of scenes where I notice things where it feels like it's addressing you as the viewer. There's a bit of fourth wall breakery. Mm. Oh, all right, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. There's one scene later on, particularly that is very fourth wall breakery, but I felt like that was as well. Mm. And it was mm. kind of like looking back at you watching this. The opening bit where um, she finds out that he's going on the trip to Sweden yeah. that he hasn't told her about. And then she tries to confront him about it when they get home, like, why didn't you tell me I'm not angry? 
and then he makes her he turns it apologize. Oh, yeah. That like that proper upset me. Yeah. Like he's I horrible. He's a angry. horrible character. And I'd never I've been there and I was like <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a character on the screen where I got like that instantly pissed off with yeah. you. And I was like, don't like him. Yeah. He's still fit and I still walk, but <laughs> don't like him. <laughs> I didn't like any of them. I didn't like any of the lads. They all annoyed me. Um and I wasn't sure about her until about halfway into the film and thought, so then she's starting, she's growing on me a bit now. Um, so yeah, I was a bit removed from it in that way, but um, I just sort of enjoyed it aesthetically and I enjoyed where the story was going. I love the light, so it's all, it's to get there in that time of perpetual light, isn't yeah. it? Midsummer in Sweden, so there was no creaky darkness or shadows or anything like that. It was just a very bright, um, very bright palace throughout. I think there's um, only like, like two scenes in the dark, is it maybe? At the very, very beginning. No, but when the, the bit with the book. Yeah, the indoors, oh, the book, like the indoorsy bits, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true, that's thanks, isn't it? Okay, so there's two scenes. Because it must go for it, it, it's in like dark for two hours or something. Yeah. So they go to the, it's, they're called the Harga community, is that right? Yeah, Harden Field or something. Yeah. I don't know, so Pele, who's their friend from uni, he's like taking them there, isn't he, to meet his. Mm quote-unquote family mm-hmm. so you know straight away that they're being sort of lord there yeah. you know there's no there's no mystery about that although i didn't realize that his brother wasn't his brother until this time like i thought it was a literal brother mm. yeah <laughs> um i'm definitely gonna get signed up to a cult at some point <laughs> so when they get there and they sort of they take uh trippy drugs and all that sort of stuff but then they, they start to move into the community there was a wonderful bit in it I love when a film you watch a film and you think it's the score, mm. but then someone appears playing yeah. playing the yeah. flute. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it's not the score. Thank you. You like that when we watch it. It's just so funny. I mean, you've got. You've, I was watching things. This taking the absolute piss. But that that's all done on purpose, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's it, it's designed so that there'll be points where you think it's the score, and then it's not. It's someone. There's there somebody's playing yeah. instruments yeah. on screen. But I think it's purposefully. Funny, yeah. I think yeah. there are lots of moments that are purposely funny in yeah. this film. Where they all, where they're all stoned at the front, at the start, aren't they? And um, uh, Will is it? I can't. What's Will Poulter's character name? Mark. Mark, and he's like, oh, "Who's this? Is this a new person? We haven't met this person before." And he's, he's like, totally freaking yeah. out. Yeah, he's, 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 he's on para. This is some of the best on drugs acting that I've ever seen. <laughs> like they were so convincing. He was really good. Like yeah. everyone, lie down. Josh, all like, lie down. It feels so good, but he's only lying down. Great, yeah. great. I think what I think what I think what he's done when he's made the, when he's put this film together is he's thought, right, it's folk horror. Everybody knows pretty much what's going to happen, mm. so you just have to have fun with it mm. and, and inf- infuse it with that kind of comedy because people will laugh at those moments of silliness yeah. when someone's dancing around a maypole or you know dressed in the ridiculous May Queen outfit. Uh, which, by the way, guys, I'm really sorry that you can't actually see this because we're all actually dressed as May Queens yeah, at yeah. the moment. Well, I'm dressed as a bear. Jonathan's dressed as a bear. Sacrificial <laughs> <A> bear. <laughs> yes. We've fashioned bear suits for Jonathan out of the local cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I was wondering if this was a, a Wicker Man remake reference. Which? The bear. A reference to the actual remake of the Wicker Man. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope it is. I'm sure it isn't. I'm, I'm saying it isn't, but I, I would love it if it was. Oh dear. So our characters then meet two other English characters, an English right. couple. 
Just want to interrupt a little quick. My two favourite shots of the film have gone past. Okay, go on, what are they? I love the transition where um, she's talking to Pele on the couch about anything to prepare and sign, and she runs into the bathroom to start crying, and the camera goes over the top and goes back in, and she's on the plane. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's really great. That's That's just such a good, like, transition. And then the best shot is the car on the way through with oh, the camera upside down. flips upside yeah, down and then you get really to fun. see underside and I think that's just as you're like entering the commune and it's kind of like this is where it's going to get well weird. I think I think he leaves no stone unturned in trying to make you in trying to sh- use techniques to make you disorientated yeah. and show that the world's about to be flipped well, on see, this is me. I wasn't sure whether it was just me or whether all the time when they're on drugs, everybody looks like they're altered. Like everyone's yeah, yeah. eyes are yeah, bigger eyes and whiter, bigger. and it's the all. It all looks a little bit like a Snapchat filter. It's all yeah. It's, all like car- it's a bit more cartoony when someone's on drugs. I don't think that. I love just going back to the plane bit. I love the bit where they get on the where, where they're on the plane and it suddenly starts rattling and the whole the, everything starts shaking like it's about to crash. I love that. And I did wonder whether we were going to come back to that at the end of the film yeah. and whether they were killed in a plane crash and the rest mm. of it was all you know. Heaven. Calm down, lost. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what I thought might, might be one of the things. But I love that because that was another sort of symbol that the world's about to be destroyed kind of thing. Um, just while I was on it, I also watched one of those stupid videos after the film. You know, that um, what you missed in the ending. Oh, you know, no. It, it was dire. But, oh, wow. I just had to watch it because I knew it was going to be bad. Definitely missed 90% of the film and the only bit that they explained to me was the, the, the definition of the ruins and it still felt like they read the Wikipedia article and didn't understand yeah. what they were talking about yeah. however there was one interesting that they brought up which I still think is not true but I kind of see why they argued it was in the beginning scene they had um, next to the bed where the parents were dying was um, a big wreath of flowers and the idea was that. Wow, I saw. I noticed that, and I thought the, I thought there was photographs. I thought they had family photographs next to the bed, and the flowers were around the photographs, mm. which made me wonder whether there was something. So there's from the cult connected to the parents. Apparently, death. there's a theory that the cult or Pele or yeah. someone on behalf of Pele killed the parents and sister. Yeah. As a setup to get here, there. And then there's a few other things like where he's really excited about her being there and she is the well, one who's he, he does say that, doesn't he? Yes. He does say, I'm really excited for you being here the most. And he spends a lot of time with her. Yeah. And he is all about seducing her throughout her. Yeah. So there is bits that support it. I don't know if it's a bit of a reach, but it's it might of, be yeah, there. It's a convoluted way of going about things, isn't it? Yeah. I still didn't see how <laughs> Instead of him just saying, going up to her and saying, you should come, come with us to Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll help you with your grief. But also, it would make him more susceptible to, you know, taking drugs and banning a boyfriend alert. But, you know, maybe you're more like... Hmm. It's a reach in that way that, have you seen, what's that film on Netflix that everyone was raving about with the rape? With the rape? Or the rape. The film with the, the rape. Stump rape, lesbian stump rape. Lesbian stump rape. Why haven't I seen this? Oh, the one with the, with the, um, the two girls. No the two girls. It's, it's like being on Netflix at the moment. Everyone's saying it's an amazing horror movie. Oh, The Perfection. The Perfection. Yeah. Oh, yes. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. See what he's talking about there, like Pele using these methods to get her to come to Sweden. It's a little bit like what happens in yes. the perfection, yeah. what she goes through to make this girl act the way that she wants her to. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense yeah, whatsoever. Right, yeah. I think... You should watch The Perfection. I like it. Okay. Like, I, I, it's I, very, I mean, very, I mean, that sounded great. So. It's <laughs> very, very trashy. 
No, I, I said it. I said it. I think you'd like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he necessarily meant that that's what happened, but he might have put it there. But no, I, mess with I, I, I thought it when I watched it because mm-hmm. I, I saw the flowers straight away and thought, oh, you know, is this like mm-hmm. a, a part of the cult law and her in? But then I thought it is a bit. Yeah, I'm not. Reach. I don't think it's necessarily. I. Yeah. What What would you call it? An Easter egg. Yeah, like the, it's not necessary. The word when someone's canon. Oh, it's yeah. not. It's not necessarily canon that this is what happened. Yeah, but yeah. I think he put it there just to like yeah. mess with your head. Maybe. So once they're there, they meet. They meet an English couple called Simon and Connie. Yeah. Um, and then um, it's not long is it before we get to the first big ritual. So there's like the big meal where they all sort of sit down and have this big meal in this sort of what's the shape that the the tables. Oh, it's, it's a, a room. room in shape. It's a room. Odal room, I think it is. Rune. Um, and the two old people come out and sit at the head of the table. Um, how long did it take you into that meal scene to realize what was going Straight on? Away. Yeah. Did yeah, because it took me a while, and then I thought, oh, I know what's going to happen to these. As soon people. as they, they came in via their own separate way before they even made it to the seat, I was like, you're dead. Yeah. Well, because they're the only people dressed in blue, aren't they? Everyone else yeah. is in white yeah. and they're in blue, so you're thinking they're, they're separated for something. Yeah. But doesn't he say it's that way? I think it's the scene before that where they're in the barn. They're like to sleep in the barn, aren't they? And he talks about, you know, he only gets four cycles and this when you get to 72. Because he talks to us, he says, like... What happens after 72? Yeah, yeah. like zero to 16 is spring and then 16 to 32 is summer and then yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get to 72, that's the end of your cycle. Yeah. So he's all, there's a bit of foreshadowing there already. And it is... Um, he, he tells you what it is, doesn't he? Which is... Atis... Atispira? Okay. And he says oh, yeah, what guy, it is. The other guy knows what it is and he's like, and oh, he a doesn't. real one. Yeah. Are you saying a real one, which is a form of scenicide? Scenicide. 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 When you kill old people. Old people, which is a real thing. I know, yeah. I know. Um, can I just say, going back to the barn, one of the most disturbing aspects of the whole cult living is having to share a barn with a crybaby. Oh, I know. Oh, no. fuck yeah. I know. That would be my first like alarm bell. I'd be like, no, gone. That magic room would be like, in its fruit. <laughs> yeah, I'd be gone. Did someone put a pair of scissors under the baby's pillow? It was a ruin. Oh, it doesn't look like a person. No, it was a magical room. No, the, the scissors get put back, don't they, by the other girl, because she's presumably she's been cutting her pubes off. Oh, she's been trimming her pubes. So of that's course, why. For that's, the pie. So that's what. That's what the season. The scene with the scissors. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. It's all making sense now. So, um, the first ritual is so when you get to the age of seventy-two in this cult, they see that as the end of your cycle. Yeah. And. That means that you have to jump from a very large height and land face first on a suicide rock. But the problem I had with it, this scene was that nothing, it, none of it was a surprise. As soon as you saw the guy, there's a, there's, a pa, there's a shot that pans across the crowd and there's a guy with a big hammer. Yeah, yeah. And so as soon as you see a big hammer, you think, I know what's going to happen now. One of them's going to die. And one of them isn't. One of them's going to survive. Yeah. And he's going to get finished off with the hammer. Yeah, yeah. So. Doing that, it, it spoils it. Because so you did better than me. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't at all. I didn't expect a big hammer to slam down on somebody's head. Uh, I didn't expect somebody to fall face down from cliff yeah. and their face to slip apart like a watermelon. Did you like that though? <laughs> I did enjoy it. God forgive me. It was like Jersey very much. It was like popping a pause. But then it's like. Bash the survival with a big fuck off hammer. There was a few gasps oh. when that happened in the yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was definitely a gasp from my corner. 
I went to a quiet show at like lunchtime no. um, with like 20 people in there and it was quite a silent audience. But um, really? yeah, I was the most I'm vocal. Sure. I was the most vocal because I kept laughing out loud at the camp bits mm. and then going, oh no. <laughs> 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 when I was realising what was going to happen. Um, so these two people don't need to fall flat on the faces. Well, one no, one of them does. One of them is an absolute dickhead. One of them <laughs> jump, aims straight for the rock head first and you're like, fucking, that's, that's what you do. That's the way you do it. And the other one just jumps feet first. He goes second, so you should know. You should know. <laughs> do the guy just that steps better. off feet first and don't fall about what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, he looks a bit stupid. He did look a bit simple, to be I honest. I think you'd have got to 72 and... You know, realise. Yeah. And yeah, you've probably seen how many people jump off of a cliff. Exactly. You think that they would actually have like a preparation class where they show you yeah. how to jump properly and stuff like that. Oh, well, you winter last 18 years. You've got 18 years to prepare. Yeah, that's true. There must be people ahead of you who are jumping that you see. <laughs> but the, but the, this is the thing. That's what annoys me about it. It was, it was done <coughs> just show you could see someone get the face mask with a hammer. You know what I mean? It was with, con- with convoluted... An event just so we can show off another little bit. Yeah. Mm. This is where the other bit of um like four form breaking happens because you watch this scene before they go through the audience that you see it from the very, very back and you see the entire crowd like in front of you mm. and you can see the top of the cliff and you know that you're like you you are a participant watching this scene anyway. And then there's one character that's standing further back. And he turns around and looks directly into camera and looks at you, yeah. the viewer, to make sure that you're looking, and then turns back and watches it. Yeah. But there wouldn't be, from where you are, there's just no one behind that person. So he is literally looking down yeah, the yeah, camera at you. Yeah. So I feel like it's acknowledging that maybe we all know what we're about to watch, yeah. and we're just as willing and participants in watching it. I think, yeah, I don't, that's not necessarily, a, a, you know... A, a negative. I mean, that little bit. It with, is obvious. The bit with the the bit with the hammer and that that just annoyed me. But I'm not taking away from how good the film is. It's a very very well crafted film. There was just no real surprises. I didn't think the but characters all freak out after they've seen these two old people die. Um, one more. <laughs> Stephen's dead excited. He keeps Sorry, I just keep um, First of all, I also really liked that scene in reverse. <laughs> Head squishing in reverse. Oh, oh you saw it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Like, the person I went with really liked the... I don't know what his name is, the Bachelor character. Josh. Um, Josh. So, he was like, oh, no, I had, like, Josh, he was a nice character. I wish he, like, he'd survived. Even he annoyed me. And I was like, no, he was a fucking knob. He was the only person who knew what was about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Including the girl who's just had her entire family commit suicide. Yeah, he yeah. knew what was going to happen. Now, Pele is, like, obviously a bit fucked and evil. Yeah. So, fair enough him not saying anything... Why didn't he say anything? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Pelly's job is not... to dupe them and get them there and get them involved in the cult. So, of course, he's not going to tell them. Yeah. But, yeah, Josh, he should have done something. What is your problem? It's like, we're about to watch two old people kill themselves. Ah, oh, this might not go so well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, with that girl whose parents had just <laughs> killed themselves. Yeah. She might get upset. Oh, well. Yeah. Should, I, should I say anything? No, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, this is the one time that I approve of a fucking trigger warning. <laughs> but I think Josh probably... Because he's he's studying it, isn't he? I think he sort of wanted to see what everyone's reactions were going to be mm. as well. Yeah, but he just makes them a sick. He's part. like studying everyone, isn't he? I guess so. Because then he can write about the the yeah. the, the no, contrasting no. reactions, yeah. corny. Exactly. So you've got the, the the modern world, how the react how the reacts to you know yeah these 
rituals that still yeah. happen. And they all do freak out, and Simon and Connie are like, we've got to go. Um, and they he, just, he loses his shit, totally, doesn't he? Yeah. And he disappears first. Simon disappears first. Because yes. they say he's gone to the train station. He's gone to yeah. the train station. <laughs> and there's that hilarious moment where Connie says, I would have sat on his lap. <laughs> and they're like, that, that goes against... Uh, we don't break the law. Yeah, we don't yeah. break the law. We don't break the law in this country. Yeah. But he makes it a proper round of legacy. He's like, yes, I did think of that. But we don't break traffic laws. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you talk about the truck? And it's like, oh, you can only fit two people on yeah. one bag in it. Yeah. It's like a truck. Yeah. You do know what a truck is. And you can imagine that in the distance there's probably somebody wiping down the big fuck off hammer. Yeah. <laughs> wiping the gore and the brains off it. It was almost you like... You break the law. The way they, they were used, the sorts of excuses that they were using was a little bit like an episode of The Simpsons. It was The Simpsons show. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I believe it was a boating accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but also that sort of felt on purpose. Yeah. It sort of felt like it wasn't just it wasn't just a bit of the, the uh, writer being just a bit shit and not being able no, to no. the best way to do it. In fact, it, it was all sort of on He purpose. was writing a joke yeah. by doing it like yeah. that. It's a person in this, a normal person in the situation would probably think, oh, this is a red flag, but it's yeah. showing that these people, are, the situation's obviously not normal, they've been drugged and yeah. Yeah. just horrible things and are totally fucked up. So. And also it leads to one of my favourite lines where the girl tells what's happened to her boyfriend and he goes, oh, it must have just been like a mix-up. And he, she, she like looks at him and then goes, I can imagine you doing that as well. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. fucking yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, Christian... Yeah, that's, that's the start of the turn in their relationship, isn't it? That's mm. the, that, that and the, the fucking... Well, no, I mean, that's when she starts to kind of get to her hand. She, yeah, yeah. She's like, that's like sort of new too. That's it. Because he said, I can't, believe, I can't believe he left and left, left her alone all by herself. Yeah, and she says that's what I knew Yeah, because doesn't she have a she has a dream that that's what happens as well? Doesn't yeah, they she? All yeah. Run she dreams that they all run away and leave her, and yeah. she grieves out. That's it. They, yeah. they drive off, don't they? And that's where you get the cliff scene again, but with it replaced with the her sister, sister with the yeah. mask on, which is yeah, and her, and her parents at the side. Right. Of the yeah, oh, yeah. The, that was worse. The response the to um, I just sat in his lap. Though it was funny, it was actually very credible in terms of a cult. It's that sort of passive aggressive, mm. confront, very sort of low level, insidious confrontational response yeah. that puts people on the black foot when, <coughs> when you're involved in that sort of situation. Another thing that I thought was really credible as well was when the leader of the cult tried to explain the ritual to them after mm. they'd just seen the people get killed. Yeah. When she tried to just like calm them down and stuff. Yeah. The way she was saying it, I thought. I sort of believe, I believe yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. I don't think I would have left. <laughs> like, yeah. not going to lie. I would still be... I'd be like, fair enough, it is a different culture. Yeah. I'm very, I like to learn about other cultures. I'm very, I'm very yeah. well. <laughs> I would have completely justified it to myself. I probably would have tried to leave, but... Um, I don't think I would. But the, like throughout the film, I think what it does really well is it doesn't paint the villains as villains in that black and white sense. Yeah. You do sort of get a feel for them in a way, and... I think it helps that all of all most of the lead characters who are the heroes are all twats. I think yeah, yeah that helps to give you sympathy for I, the actual. I cult. don't think the heroes and villains really apply to this, do they? Everyone's yeah. kind of as you as you perceive them. I don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously the as you say the the men and are mostly painted to be twats, but you know that's a, that's your interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, most of the villagers as well as self-sacrificial, as I mean, yeah. Before. 
idiots who, you know, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but, you know. Christian decides to copy Josh and say, right, this is going to be my thesis too. Uh, yeah, that's hard to, but he's such a twat. He is, yeah. a, he is an absolute but twat. Which, I, you know what, in all fairness, the first time I watched it, I thought, he's a bit overreacting, of course he was going to do it though. Like, of course he was. It was obvious. Well, that's what he's... If Josh says him, doesn't he? Of course. I, I can't even... It's, it's offensive how obvious this is. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, fair enough. Like, yeah. why wouldn't he? If you were presented with that situation and you had to, something to write about a strange cult, yeah. even if your friend was doing it, you, I, I'd expect my friend to be like, can I do it with you? And I'd go, yeah. Mm. He should have asked it a bit different. He's been kind of... I think what was it Christian's been I think we've missed a little bit he's been groomed by one of the um, it's like her name's Maya I think Maya yeah, yeah. one yeah. of the, the villagers has got, got an eye on him so I she's think, the uh, one who's trimming the pubes isn't she and putting runes under the bed just as it's just as Sammy disappears isn't it yeah. because that's when the pies come out yeah and like Sammy's disappeared and they're bringing out some funny pies what's in the pies Martin Blackroot Bakewell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so Martin's actually brought pies tonight. So we're all a bit, little bit worried about whether we're going to get a little tickly throat as we... <laughs> <laughs> so you fall in, love, fall in love with Martin. There's, there's pubes. There's pubes in the pies. Wow. Pies are pubes. Pies are pubes, but they're not necessarily mine. Uh, I've some bloods as well. Pubes and bloods. Yeah, the that way, yeah. There's a cool shot. It's like, it's like almost like... Uh, it's hung up on a washing line, isn't it? it the tra- tapestry, yeah. The tapestry, and it, the camera pans along, and it, it shows you the, yeah. the process, and it's like, you know, you put your pubes and your blood in the pie, yeah. put them the, in the, the, the bed, yeah. and it ends up with hot sexy action. Well, and also, his drink looks different colour to everybody, isn't it? It's like, yeah. that could have blood in it as well. Yeah. Is yeah. that her menstrual blood? I wouldn't that's what it's about. That's I think that's is. what's implied, yeah. Because she's sitting in the, the tapestry thing, she's sitting over the cup, bleeding yeah. into it. Yeah. So it is meant to be menstrual blood, and that's why it's things. Absolutely. Moon cup cordial. Moon cup cordial. Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> you said it was very... I tried to say the Jack Ross drink. You said it was berries and cherries. Yeah. Dingle berries and cherries. I say what that... The, it doesn't bother me that much. There's no surprises because if you're paying attention, all these like a lot of the art design, a lot of the stuff is on it's the wall there. in the background. It's sure. there, so yeah. if you're paying attention, if you yeah, well, there's, you see a bear on fire at one point, don't you? That's painted on the wall in the background. Yeah. Poor bear in the cage. I think it's when in her house when she's you know lying in bed, not at the very very beginning. She's got a painting. Up, she's got a painting yeah. of a bear talking to a, a little, little girl princess. with a crown. Yeah. It looks like that. Reminded me of a game. It looks like. Um, it's actually a real piece of art. Like, yeah, it looks like there's a game called Child of Light, and it looks like the character from that. It looks like, yeah. a, like a grim fairy tale as well. Mm. The whole thing looks a bit like a grim fairy tale. I like the joke about the bear in the cage where he goes, I'll be not talking about the bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear. It's a bear. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen on the A24 7 store, you can buy the bear in the cage as a toy? Oh, I thought it was a fake no, advert. I thought it was, a, I thought no, it was like a joke. It's real. Wow. It, it went on sale today. What's the scale? <laughs> oh, the advert there is hilarious. The, the kids there, that's hilarious. And it's like 70s wow. kids advert. I tried to buy it. It sold out in like 10 seconds. Oh, that's oh, no. amazing. Yeah, 10 seconds it sold out. So, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to come to it. The advert. That's going to be on eBay for like so much already. Yeah. Um, so once Josh knows Christian's trying to copy him he thinks right I'm going to try and get the upper hand here doesn't he and he goes to one of like the elders 
and he asks about um, what's actually in this this uh, this Rube book. Is it yeah. Ruby Roger, isn't it called? Yeah, this book of runes and all yeah. that. And we meet Reuben. Yeah. Um. So uh, discuss Reuben. <laughs> so Reuben is the uh, disabled guy. The who, Oracle. The Oracle. Inbred Oracle. Inbred Oracle. I did find it a bit. Ableist. No. <laughs> it's a bit old fashioned. It's a bit like I didn't get the point. I didn't think there was anything that I added to it, and. It, if they were going to flesh out his character, make him more important at the end. Yeah, because he's only yeah. in like two I scenes, he, isn't it? just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I think, but it was a symbol, wasn't it? He was a symbol of the fact that all this community is a product of incest. Mm. Right. And inevitably, the, 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 the reason why they have this um, festival every 90 years is the inbreeding become so, so corrupt yeah. that they that they have to renew the bloodstock, don't they? Well, and he's a symbol of how corrupt the bloodstock has has got. Now, yeah, you people will argue that that's that's ableist. But that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, well, if, you, if shouldn't be, you shouldn't be inbreeding. You shouldn't be banging your sister, basically. <laughs> But, but what else are you going to do when you're in the remote Sweden? There's nobody else around. <laughs> Sounds like you're speaking from experience to me, Jonathan Butler. I have problems. I was going to say Helen's in the remote. They can't even find the remote. No. I have problems with this. Right. A, I, it doesn't make any sense. The festival does not happen every 90 years. Because it doesn't. Because there's pictures of May Queens and they are photographs. And they are every last year. I think that's a lie. I think it's annual, isn't it? So it's annual. It's yeah. not every 90 years. Because yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. None of the lineups of like people dying and stuff like that. You know, during the periods. If you live to 72, does that mean that like some people never ever see it? Got to do it, yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. It's every year. Yeah, yeah. it must have. To, yeah, that makes sense. The 90-year thing is not true. Um... I just think that you can have that character in there, but just make him more interesting. I did. I was waiting for something more to happen with him. And also, he didn't write the book, did he? Because I'm sorry, but the kid was obviously very, very disabled. I don't think he knows ancient ruins. No, well, that's the thing. Don't know ancient ruins. He says, doesn't he, that the book is a work in progress, so that you can see as it's it's the people who started writing it, the ruins, and it's pretty coherent. And as it's gone further and further on, he's just like. It's like just pay pay, pay just images, drawn, yeah. So I think what the other man said was that they invited people every year to keep the blood fresh. Yeah. yeah. Which I think does happen. And every year they keep your blood fresh. And then he just deliberately inbred and inbred and inbred for every article. Mm. So I think that article must breed with someone else who is related to them. Yeah. And then they believe that someone else who is related to them. Oh, and then just keep... to the May Queen. Yeah. Mm. There's a line from the May Queen. Does the article try to breed with someone else? In this film, you know, you know when, um, you know when, uh, so Josh does the most stupid thing. Mm. Anyone who's Pitch stupid has ever done. No, that's Mark pisses on the oh. tree. But Josh then sneaks back to try yeah. and take photographs of the book. Is this flash on? Yeah. Stupid boy. He then, so Mark by now has, has vanished, and then suddenly he, he pissed on the he pissed, sacred tree. He pissed on the sacred and tree. And he's a very angry man about it. And then Mark appears to Josh, but it's someone wearing Mark's face who is naked. He was angry at him. You know what it did remind me of? Three Boy Camp. 
Yes. 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 <laughs> so what with someone else's face on and the knob out? So he's stood, <laughs> That's exactly he's stood there with his knob out and then Josh gets clubbed over the head by someone else. Yeah. Mm. Which, uh, when Josh is laying on the floor, his body was like shaking back and forth yeah. a little bit before he was dragged off. Was he getting bummed? Yeah. That was a reference to um, how they kill animals. That's how you kill cattle in the old way, where you used to hit them over the head with a sledgehammer, and then if you didn't manage to kill them in the first place, they'd shake violently, yeah. and then they'd have to finish, finish it off. Oh, so I so did... it was a deliberate reference to that. Oh, I read that differently. I read it as he was getting bummed, and, and it was and it was that. possibly Ruben who was bumming him. I just took it as obviously he... because he's disabled, and that's what they do. I prefer your version. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, no, that was one. Yeah, I sort of I read it that way because I was thinking, is he being? Is he being raped? Yeah, just straight no, to the bottom every time, aren't you? Yeah, whether it's consensual or not. Um, <laughs> so Josh is um, bumped off, dragged off in a pool of blood. Yeah. Possibly um, bummed. Possibly bummed. Possibly bummed. Marker's face is on someone else. On someone else. Yeah. So we know that they, that they haven't come to a happy end. So then uh, we then get to, is it the Maypole Dance Competition? Uh, it was absolutely amazing. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I could have watched, because there's a bit in this where Christian gets taken off and it interrupts this, but I could have watched that whole scene just in, in one take. Right. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the way the camera is in the middle of them and the way it's shot, it's just yeah. so well-crafted. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And you see Danny happy. Don't yeah, you? that's yeah. it. Danny it's becomes the, happy. The there. emotion in the scene and the intensity yeah. were all... I thought it was really like it just felt like really fun and energetic and I loved the fact that she was there for like 10 seconds and she picked up the entire dance routine and learned Swedish but I think that was the whole thing wasn't it because she's 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 drunk. She's off a tits. Yeah. Off a tits. <laughs> it's like being abroad and being drunk and you really yeah. start thinking how you're having a full blown conversation <laughs> with somebody yeah. who doesn't speak English and you don't speak German. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you all completely connect and, yeah. and understand, but it's it is just an incredible. It's a it's a wonderful scene, isn't it? And it is about her yeah. being finally just free, free and feeling happy, yeah. and she's free of Christian, and she's free for for a moment. She's free of grief, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So while she's winning at life, becoming slowly becoming the May Queen because she's beating them all off, isn't she? They're all, all these. <laughs> They're all dropping. <laughs> They're all dropping like flies all around mm-hmm. her. So then, Christian is drugged. Yeah, he he's drugged take... while he's sat on the side, isn't he? Just observing, yeah. and the other girl convinces him. Yeah, he's taken to the sea. He, he goes woman. to see the the cult leader first, yeah. doesn't he? Because that's when that's when she says, "Oh, you've been matched with Maya." Yeah, you'd be a good match. Yeah, yeah she essentially just match. says, "This is exactly what's going to happen." Your star yeah. signs, you know. Yeah, your star signs match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do a nice transition there, right, as well. With him, um, they go from he's in the left room, and then they just move the camera across, and it's obviously like a stage that so they just yeah. pass into the second room, and it really reminded me of um, that Britney Spears and Madonna video where the dancing. <laughs> 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 me against it's the music. <laughs> Me against the Midsummer. I can't believe Stephen has brought the Madonna connection. Yes. Yes. Wow. Jonathan, you've got to bring it next time. Um so um he's then told that he has to go and sleep with Maya. So so he does go and sleep with Maya. How would you describe the ritual of him having sex with Maya? 
it's well it's not entirely consensual he sort of walks into this room and there are naked women everywhere who strip him can I just say that like so my thought process turned to like she was lying on the bed of flowers with the other people behind oh, that's, that's, that's amazing though from yeah. above with all the flowers and it reminded me of um, Beyonce's like when she was pregnant <laughs> Wow. But, like, but like this was the pre-pregnancy sheet <laughs> but, um, oh the conception yeah the conception sheet basically but there's this bit where I was like watching her and she's got her like closed and I realised what she was about to do and she like spread her legs and I was like oh <laughs> like, oh I don't want to see that and then it turns around and it's just cock and I was like ooh yes. <laughs> so queer, queer viewers rejoice there is D, the D is in this film but before that Ginger there's Ginger a whole Day. shoe of naked <laughs> A collection of naked women. ex-cast members <laughs> from Loose Women. <laughs> yes, yes, that's very true. Although I wasn't past that, and present, I wasn't that close to the screen, so I couldn't see how loose they were. Oh, very loose. Some of them trailing on the floor, oh. <laughs> picking up bits of hay. <laughs> so he, um, so the actor in an interview about this talks about how this was designed to put Christian into a place where you'd normally have a female character, you know, being groomed, sexually used sexually, and then essentially running around in fear of his life naked. Um, and um, I have to say, I didn't really none of that occurred to me watching it. I didn't. No. I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, this is great that it's putting him in the. Uh, this is subverting the gender roles no, and making him the female. If it character. was that, he would have been on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But yeah, then he would have been something. I never got any of that from it. I think maybe because he'd just been he'd been such a selfish twat for the whole film. I didn't really have any sympathy. I for didn't him. feel like at this point. I didn't feel like it was his control. I didn't feel that, like he yeah, was cheating. I was exactly the same. I thought he's basically he's been drugged into this. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got no real control over this. It, this he was, was forced into it. Yeah, they they wanted to happen, so it's going to happen to him. I didn't feel like it was taken from him. I'm not saying that he like it was mm. me. But I don't think it was. I didn't feel like, oh my god, just a horrible person cheating on your yeah, girlfriend. No, I have to say, I didn't think it was him being a twat. I think it was just that he's been fucking, he's been drugged. He that, his he's, face. he's been drugged that And much. the girl was lying there with the legs open, you know. What you matter? I don't that he was drugged. Um, but I mean, if you want. I, did, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't go as far as saying it's. it's it's a male character that that dynamic being flipped on its head yeah, and a no, male really character being exploited I never saw that yeah because he had he phys- it's normally normally the women don't have physical agency do they they don't norm- normally mm. they are grabbed they are pushed up against a wall or on a table or mm. whatever there was none of that he enters he he physically enters Lens. that room himself. He climbs <laughs> on top of her himself. He fucks yeah. her and enters her. Literally enters her. And he's undressed himself. by these women who who sort of they sort of worship and they're a little mm. bit like, you know what I mean? They're they're, they're a little bit um, in awe of his presence mm. there as well. So none of it really feels. She is she is completely passive and he is completely active. But so that, but that, he's a sacrifice though. They they all know it. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? They all know. However, so this is where one of the surprise. This this is a surprise moment for me. Was it the? So when when you're shagging somebody, <laughs> and essentially their mum comes down and starts going, oh, oh, 
Oh, in time. In time with your sexual partner. That's not a surprise. Then, you're grand. Walks around the back, grabs your arse and starts pushing, pushing you again. deeper. That was a surprise. That was a big surprise. That was a surprise. <laughs> was anyone else laughing? I was like, I was crying. Laughing my head off. I was horrified. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I was crying. This is I read a few things on that where people were like taking it super serious and like saying it like you know this film is just like you know it's not it's a masterpiece it's like beautiful art and everything and I was like yeah but are we not going to talk about how fucking hilarious that scene was that's very because funny. like I think people sometimes get so caught up in how like ascended horror something is or whatever that they forget that it can be knowingly stupid and still yeah, be a yeah. good film exactly. like you still didn't lose any attention yeah. by the fact that that scene was fucking ridiculous. I, yeah, I would lose so much respect for Ari Aster if he turned around and said like, he didn't intend that scene to be laughed at. <laughs> to be laughed at, yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, so the bit where she sees, she, where um, Danny looks through the keyhole and sees it, sees oh. it happening. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's it, because he's been led round. Yeah. <laughs> the I've the got, carriage pulled by women. Yes. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I've got mixed feelings because I think that's actually possibly not the worst thing he's done to her. Yeah. No, no. He's been more of a cunt to her before this in the film. Why is she only flipping out now? But anyway, that flip out scene where she has a... It's almost like the straw that breaks it's like, back. It's the it? last final It's not thing. the worst thing, but it's like the last, the so, last so thing. So this moment where she breaks down and it becomes like a musical moment where all of the women gather around and start screaming with her. I actually didn't find that hilarious. I found that really moving. No, no, I thought oh, no, I really found that's the bit that I found horrific. Mm. It was like a fucking nightmare. Oh, see, I really liked it. No, no. awful. Oh, awful. Oh. I find it absolutely fucking nightmarish. If I was upset, or in fact, if I'm not upset, <laughs> if you stop mimicking me in every single thing that I do, I'd be, I'd be feeling like I was going off no. my fucking tit. See, but I... I'd be... I thought she was screaming in distress more and more that, and the more it was almost self-petrics and the more they screamed in her face the more she See, what she I, got upset what, the, way, was like, the way I read it was awful. that the way I read it was that since the horrible thing happened with the parents and the sister this has been her life since then screaming and screaming and screaming mm. nobody's heard it mm. and now all these women are doing it with her so yeah. she finally finds family. She finally, she, she finally finds the, um, you know, the, her place. So this was the moment where I started thinking, this is going to be a happy end because <laughs> she's going to yeah, find a place where people love her. This and maybe it's just personal to me because I just thought, See, I, I just, just cried I just, in your face. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was just awful. Yeah. Like with holding listeners, I am holding my head right now. He really is. About it. He really is. No, I completely agree with you. I think that this was the strongest bit for me and I think the the shared feelings that they, they do it throughout the film the commune basically feels everything together so you have when you jump off the cliff they are communally mourning that man who's yeah. like injured himself when during the sex scene they're basically communally enjoying the sex they're all orgasming together oh, imagine the mess when she feels grief when they then 
they all feel the grief with yeah. it. They all take that on board and share that pain. Yeah. When the people die at the end, Classic. they all feel the pain again. Classic cult. <laughs> Classic cult. It's the joy of cult. <laughs> yeah, it is the true cult. The thing, I think you I think you are both right in that. I think it's just it just touches something very visceral in me. It's like the idea of it happening to you is horrific. Yeah. And the, the uh, and and the the idea of my emotions and thoughts and feelings being being owned communally yeah. is horrifying mm. the, not having any sense of ownership of that if it being unique to me yeah, it's just awful totally yeah I completely See, get now, that yeah. I was completely the other way and we're thinking that like I watched it and thought I would love other people to be able to understand and be there that much that they felt the pain with me See, but yeah, yeah maybe it's we're, just, it, well, we life is different. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking apples and pears here because for me, it's about me owning it uniquely. It doesn't mean that people don't hear it and feel it and understand it. But I want, but it's about me owning it. You've got. I don't want to share yourself. it with all of you. I just want everyone else to suffer with me. I don't. I just <laughs> drag us all down that. with you. I want everyone just to know that I'm suffering. <laughs> I'm the special suffer. one. I hate. <laughs> no, the thing is, um, I agree with you on that. I would personally, I would hate that. But having watched her throughout the film, be on her own. Mm. I thought there was a sense of relief that she wasn't anymore, and I think I've no matter ta- how, no matter how she got to that point, <laughs> I think you're right. I think I've attached a bit too personally mm. to that experience around it just being horrible, horrible to me. I think the intention is around that community. Yeah. I think you're right, but that's just how I reacted to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think by that point though, it is all about her because she's won. She she won the contest and she's the May Queen. Yeah. So she's still not fully accepted it. But when you've got that, I love that scene where they're all sitting around the table. It's like the really long, just like long table, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. the other one, it's in the shape of a rune, but this one's just a big long table, and Christian's sitting in the middle of it. Yeah. But he's so out of place, it's just like he yeah. doesn't know what the fuck He's the one person who's not dressed in white, yeah. isn't yeah. he? So yeah. you, you know straight away that it, this is. And then you shove a fish down for it. <laughs> yeah, you shove got, a fish down for it. I love the actual, where she's got the flower crown on, one of the flowers. Was moving, kept winking. Yeah, it's like a little bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Jonathan was thinking about. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> the sphinx on that flower was really like, it's doing its exercises, it's been doing its healing. Kegel. 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 That is So, um, did anybody else think when she was in the carriage getting dragged by the that was I loved that. That was amazing. I liked that. But did, did anyone else thinking is she gonna get killed? Well, at one point, yeah. This is well. This is. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Is that we don't know what happens afterwards, do we? What after the film? Happy, but does she? No, yeah. because the girl says, "Oh no, like you are family now." You're here for good, sort of thing. But you yeah. see the pictures. So of, I think she's. You yeah. see the photos of all the May Queens don't you, on the wall. But they talk about one of them being an old May Queen. Yeah. The mum character that we the one we call the mum is no May Queen. Ah, fair enough. Then. That's good. Um. So then, in a very convoluted way, the cult explains that to conclude the ritual, there have to be nine sacrifices. Four outsiders, four cult members, and a trace of one, and a final living victim. Um, and I was like, oh, "Why are they making this so fucking complicated?" We've missed an important bit, though. Yeah, we found out what happened to Sammy, don't we? Oh yeah, I was going to go back to that. Oh sorry, I was just playing with the timeline. <laughs> I was trying to be non-linear. <laughs> no, I completely forgot. 
<laughs> because that's where that's how Christian gets caught, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. So he's cowering naked in the barn, isn't he? Yeah. Right, I do like the fact that he runs out completely naked. Then when he sees the men, suddenly he gets his modesty back and yeah. holds on to him. And sees the camera and he goes, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fun. I like the fact that they took the time to make his knob look a bit red from all the shagging. <laughs> yes. I think he's just like changing and just shows for it. Uh, maybe, maybe he's blushing. Um, yeah. Okay, make up. Ah. We need make up in here. I'm on it. We need some knob foundation. Knob <laughs> foundation. <laughs> I said, paint it, don't fluff it. Um, so, um, he, so he discovers um, Josh's leg partially buried in the bar. Yeah. And then the amazing. Um, blood Eagle. The Blood, blood Eagle, the which blood is very, ha- it, the series Hannibal. It's Hannibal very Hannibal. It. It's in Vikings as well, isn't it? Oh, okay. It's I was like, sort of set in Sweden, you know, Blood Eagle's going to pop up somewhere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's one of those things that they never know whether it ever actually happened yeah. or whether it was just written about just a, a myth, yeah. It's the same with the, the scene aside. You don't know if anyone actually ever done it. There's like six or seven moments that are meant to be there, but they don't know if anyone actually done it or if it was just folklore. Mm. I see. Because his knee's still alive, his lungs are still moving, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a slow way of torturing you to death, isn't it? Really take your lungs out and breathe. Because wasn't it like a Viking, it was a Viking thing, wasn't it? If you, you had to, they performed on you and you couldn't scream or something. It's like if you made a noise while it was happening, you wouldn't go to Valhalla. You had to, um, oh. you had to be silent while it happened. I'd, be, I'd, think I'd probably just scream, you know. It's in that Vikings show. So cult men turn up, blow sand in the face. Yeah, magic sand. Magic sand sends him to sleep. I like sleep. With, um, he's like fucked up his face on the drugs around the table and he goes, what's going on? And the man just goes, like, and his face. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah, it's great. Um, he, so he wakes up paralysed. Mm. Um, on a little wheelchair. In a little wheelchair. Oh, yeah, it's a great way. It's from his point of view. Yeah, and they open, yeah. open his eyes and they say, Christian, yeah. you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't move and you can't speak, but don't worry. Yeah. Oh it's like God. saying, but you will feel everything. You will feel everything, don't. And she has to make the choice, doesn't she, between him. So May Queen Danny, now in her amazing it's just, it's outfit just, yeah, of I flowers. It's, it's really like surreal and abstract. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I totally did think of you, of Martin, when I watched the thing and I would like to see you. It's one of Bjork's cast off. It's a bit like Bjork, yeah. It's kimchi on Drag Race. And kimchi. So she has to choose between Danny, uh, between Christian and a random guy, random cult member. He's chosen by a tombola, which I by a tombola, <laughs> yeah, ancient medieval that was tombola. Just so camp, I yeah, I get those, I get those very loudly at that in the cinema. I must say, sacrificial tombola. <laughs> I just Real. think that was that. I don't know if that's meant to be funny, but it was funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of like school fairs. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> do you want a pack of biscuits? <laughs> No, I'm going to yeah. die. Yeah. Pack a biscuit, a bottle of or sacrifice, human sacrifice. So, what do we think of Danny choosing him then? Yeah, yeah. it was always going to be that yeah. way. Did you think there was um, was there ever any doubt? Like she might, she might like be like, yeah. no, I still love him. No, it would have been a very upsetting story if it ended any other way. Yeah, I was like sacrifice the boyfriend. Yeah. So she chooses him, and then they put him in um, the sacrificial shed, which is like the Wicker Man type thing. So well, it's it's a, they put him in a bear costume first. They put him in, they stuff him into a disembowelled bed. I feel like you see the elders teaching the little boys Kids how to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Pass yeah. down the lineage. Yeah. Cut the intestines out all at once. Yeah, because you don't have to split them. Um, he's stuffed inside a bear and then the really, that, the, I thought the imagery was really disturbing, actually, where they had the other boys' heads on top of like little 
Joker clown type. Oh, they're like yeah. dolls. scarecrows almost. Scarecrows. That's a reference to earlier on where um, they asked them the, the kids are playing a song. Uh, sorry, when they're doing the conga land thing, they're singing a song and he goes, "What are you? What are you playing? Skin, skin the, the fool. fool yeah. Skin the fool." And then he's the fool who gets skins and puts a jester hat on. Of course, reference. I like it. Yeah, I um, the Wicker Man as well, isn't it? Again, yeah, this is the most Wicker Man-y bit of it. The bit that I don't understand. So there's nine of them. Mm. So four from the village. So it's the two that kill themselves. The yeah. had, which I really like the. Where they hollowed them out and yeah. put like fruit in them, that was cool. The two that are alive, which are the two that brought people back, yeah, but they didn't win the competition, so then they got sacrificed. Then there's Josh, the fool, Simon, um, Mark, Simon, and Mark. Connie. But where's Connie? She's not in there, she's not in that. Oh. I didn't see her the first time, and I watched her again this time, and I was like, Where is she? So if someone can give me a north-easterly <laughs> yeah. direction of where she yeah. is and that, I'd really like to know because I couldn't see her. I know who she, it was meant to be here, but yeah. could I try to see her? So Christian sits there in the middle of the bear costume as they set fire to the to the building, doesn't he? Um, and everything starts to burn, and then the two guys who are like sacrificing themselves, one of them just starts to suddenly feel the pain, mm. doesn't he? Because they do <laughs> here's say... The, here's the yew tree, so yeah, you don't feel anything. They say that they're not going to feel anything, but they lie. And he feels but he it. Know as well. I don't, well, I don't think they do. I yeah. think that, I don't think they do. That this is the point of the cult, isn't it? It's yeah. they, they'll, they just lie to you. Yeah. But it's every year. It's definitely every year. But, 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 but you did, don't know what goes on. How do you know who's saying that they might not have been there since they were alive? No, and when you and if you're outside, how do you know who's screaming? Yeah, because they could yeah, think true. it was. Uh, oh, yeah, it could be. They could also. And they didn't give you a treat to the bed. And they teach you as well to you know when things are happening, like all the cults when someone's screaming, they all scream along with them. So, so it's, it's to mask it. It's, it's well, yeah, they say it's to share it, but it's actually to drown out yeah, the reality. Or that like they were just screaming because it is pain, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean like they could have been faking it on the inside yeah. as far as they were concerned. Mm. I suppose yeah. I just think I feel like the shared pain outside. Some of them were like really good and really into it, and then I feel like some of them are over egging it a little bit. And I thought, like, <laughs> yeah. all right, this isn't about you, honey. Here's you want to get dancing? Yeah. 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 All right, you've, all right, you're only an extra. Yeah. Fades. <laughs> so oh, Imagine one line. So <laughs> Let the main queen shine. We have the big climactic moment where she suddenly, so Danny is like sobbing and weeping, and then suddenly a smile starts to break out on her face. Yeah. And it's like, wow, she's actually, she's happy and. It's that moment, isn't it, where you think, oh, God, is it a bad, is it a dark ending or a happy ending or is it both? And it reminds me of The Witch because in the end of The Witch, she sort of casts off a life of servitude to ascend, doesn't she? Flies off with the witches, yeah. Flies off with the witches, even though, like, she's gone through all that horrible stuff of losing her family. She moves away and um, transcends it. Whereas with this Danny character, I feel like she sort of does the same thing. She just finds a home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but both of the, in both of those instances, they've been rejected by people close to them, haven't they? Yeah. So Danny's been rejected by Christian and all his mates. Yeah. Because and they obviously their family have died, but the people who are close to her, she's lost. Yeah. And some of them have rejected her, but in the witch, yeah. the daughter's been rejected by well, the family. Everyone thinks she's, she's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch. Yeah. So it's that moment of, it's it's that kind of thing, isn't it, where you can look at death and destruction and all that. You can look at it as the end of something or the beginning of something new mm. and it's that kind of way yeah. of thinking. And she has the hint of the new relationship with the other guy yeah. as well because he kisses her, she walks Hallie. past. Yeah. And I think 
Um, it reminds me of Wicker Manor, as in, like, at the end of it, you kind of left thinking, well, everything worked, the sacrifice worked, and everything and everyone went to plan. So, were they right? Are they right? That, <laughs> yeah. that like, this sacrifice actually does keep the crops going, or is it batshit crazy? Mm. Like, you don't actually... Yeah. <laughs> the May Queen outfit, I was just about to say, the May Queen outfit looks like it's grown as well, yeah. because she can't yeah. move, it's kind yeah, of grown. Yeah. incredible so throughout yeah, it all she has the um, the bits where she, like first of all happens when she's on drug with her hand the grass oh, grows through her hand and the feet and then you have the feet join the maypole dance yeah. and that's horrible I've had a, but it made me feel really sick but she's become a, like, one with the earth that's it just mm-hmm. foreshadowing isn't it for the wibbly wobbly backgrounds oh yeah they were the dodgy cameras oh, you said the pulsating flowers the first time I watched it I thought oh did you really yeah I really like that Really, I mean, the second time it didn't affect me as much because I think I knew what was, and plus I was probably just thinking yeah, I was but, drunk. Yeah, it was Prosecco. Um, it has a Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> everything was already waving, so it was balanced yeah. <laughs> out. Yeah. Although, maybe, you know, the fact we're feeling sympathetic for them, maybe we've been taken in by the cult as well. That's what, they want, that's what maybe, they want you to do, isn't it? Maybe it's the lesson is that anybody can be taken in by a cult. Definitely. Maybe that's the lesson of the film, yeah. The fact that we've been taken in. To feel sorry. Deeply more susceptible. Oh my god. You're going to be the first one that gets to 72. Let's go to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Find a clue. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you've got a good five years first. Yeah. Got <laughs> another five months, yeah. Before I have to jump, off, jump off the bridge. I have to jump off the bridge at the ferry there. <laughs> <laughs> very, very positive reaction from all of us, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think it's better than Hereditary. Definitely better than Hereditary. Yes. It's a better Mayfield. We've neglected, we have neglected Will Poulter a little bit, actually. I know we mentioned at the beginning that we liked him. I really like Will Poulter's face. His face is a bit strange, but it's a great face. But actually, I think he's a really good actor. Because mm. I really recently watched Bandersnatch mm. um, on Black Mirror, and he, that's, like, that's probably the last big thing that he was in. But he's actually a really, he's a really good actor, and I thought his American accent wasn't too British. It, yeah, it was it fine. Was quite convincing. Mm. He was in The Revenant as well, have you seen that? No, I haven't. No. He was really good in that. I think my problem with him is that in everything I've ever seen him in, he plays an arsehole character. So he's doing that in real life. <laughs> so, like, I have this thing where every time I see him on the screen, I don't like him because I don't like the characters he plays, but I think that shows that he's actually a really good actor because yeah. he makes me think you see, he's I, an arsehole. Once he'd had his bit of a freak out of getting everybody to lie down with the mm. drugs, I sort of warmed to him a little bit. And then watch him more when he was all scared about the insects in the in the grass. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah and I've yeah. read that actually Ari has to put that in because he's got a phobia about insects oh. and bugs in the grass. And that's what he's like walking through grass. We got him to, to recreate that. And his stupidity of pissing on, the, on, the, tree. on the tree yeah. when they've blatantly just burned the two old people's Most of bodies is- and they've, they've put the ashes yeah. there. Most of his, like, best lines, he's not on camera for. He says lots of stuff in the background where they've just, like, edited his voice in. Ah, right, and yeah. he does, like, lots of little one-liners, but he's not on the screen at all. And I, they're actually the funniest bit if you listen to And out of all of the male characters, he's the one that annoys me the least. He's the most likeable, because I don't like Christian. Josh annoys me because he's so sincere and yeah. worthy. He, the... he annoyed me at the very beginning because he was the, the most... Vocal. Most vocal yeah. and most disparaging... Yeah. 
yeah. of Danny. Because isn't it? Because I, I, mean, I understood why he would be. But I just thought, you know, you are be, you're being a real cunt. You're yeah. horrible. That yeah. goes beyond just not being keen on it. But, yeah. It, it's, um, it says, isn't it, you've been trying to get out of this relationship for a year. Why are yeah. you still doing it? Why? It kind of makes sense. Oh, by the way, they also say, you make the very big point at the beginning of saying, just think of all the Swedish girls you're going to impregnate, which isn't a normal term you'd use. Impregnate. Mm-hmm. 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 Of course, Yes, we get that. Ah, um, right, yeah, yeah, I've just... Uh... Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose I just Christian I liked, but I think mean, he was really, really good looking. No, I didn't. Like <laughs> I was like, but I felt trapped by his character because I was literally watching and thinking, "You are an asshole. You are literally the worst, worst person in the world." And I still would hate <laughs> you for it, and that's exactly why you are that character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it worked for me. Yeah, like, and it was good. I felt like he wasn't a bad actor. Yeah, no, he was good. They were all good. Um, it's just that the characters, were, I suppose that was yeah. on purpose to do it and to be that way. Florence Pugh's really good. I've never seen yeah, her in anything before. She's in The Fallen. The Falling. Yeah. I've seen that one. There's no. like a like a weird outbreak at a school. That's pretty good film. I've watched that. And she was in a film called Lady Macbeth. Yeah, yeah I've read that. Which is, a, which is, which is all right. Which is, it's, 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 a, she's not Lady Macbeth. Mm. Just, it's, yeah, it's just not prompt anybody to murder and it's not that Lady Macbeth yeah. is it it's not Macbeth it's another yeah. although she was in a production of King Lear as well as Cordelia she's um, a very good actress she is like good she's a lot more yeah she is good and um, I think yeah I agree with Jonathan it's much better than Hereditary and um, even if he Ari Aster is saying he's moving away from horror after this I'm interested to see where he goes because I think he's an interesting filmmaker mm. I think he's I think he's probably making that decision because sometimes people when they become successful and they have that breakout film the pressure is so great that they lose a bit of creative spark mm. and they fall back on old scripts that they've got in the drawer mm. and he said and use and use them don't they and he, then, said, he said that in an interview and they don't you don't necessarily get to Sometimes there's a reason for leaving those scripts behind, yeah. really, isn't there? But he said in an interview, it might be that one with Jordan Peele, yeah, that he's got about 10 scripts in a drawer that he wants to get to. Mm. <laughs> so he might, maybe he's maybe he's not going to listen to your warning and he's got to fall into that yeah, trap. Well, that, yeah, music, but then that musical he's been dragging around for 20 <laughs> years is going to get me. <laughs> At the same time, you know, like John Carpenter goes and makes like a romance story or whatever it was, that random one when he tried to get rid of him. Is it John Carpenter? No, not John Carpenter. Um, Wes Craven. Wes Craven, when he made that weird romance film, and it was just awful. And nobody watched it. And then just went back to horror. Is that the one with Mel Streep with the violin? It was meant to have Madonna. It was meant to be Madonna. It was meant to be Madonna. Two Madonna references. We're all happy. Go and see it. Let us know what you think. Um, you can get me on Twitter. My I'm at Johnny Larkin. You can get Jonathan Butler. Akazoo502. Are you going to talk about anyone's reviews? You asked for reviews. Yeah. Funny you should mention that. We do have some online reviews. Um, Ian Young uh, thinks the film is gorgeous, intelligent, horrific, silly and haunting all in one film. When you leave the cinema, you bring a lot of it out with you. A film that deals with loss, alienation and the fragility of the human mind. Rachel Louise said it was totally my kind of movie, absolutely stunning. Visually beautiful to watch and some nice bits of gore and humour throughout. Yes, the plot was pretty obvious, but I actually liked it seeing it unfold and don't think it needed more. Florence Pugh really made it for me. What a performance. 
Uh, Jeff Oates on Twitter says, Just got back from seeing it. An absolute head spin of slow burn shock. Equally funny and horrifying. Some jaw-dropping camera work and without a doubt the year's most brutal scene will definitely require repeat viewings to decipher. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, the famous, world-renowned horror novelist Ramsey Campbell commented on Facebook saying, A disturbing piece of work where the combination of paranoia and dark comedy and the uncanny reminds me quite a bit of Ira Levin and Polanski. Stephen Moore? Uh, at HD99. And where can we find Martin? Oh, I'll be in the breeding barn with the cast of Loose Women. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's a, that's a disturbing spin-off, isn't it? <laughs> the Breeding Bar, the <laughs> Janice Street Porter, Nadia Sawala. <laughs> <laughs>